hello, and welcome to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily Barnard, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I'm a medium, an astrologist, an Akashic Records reader, an artist, and an all-around just silly and curious gal. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the things and people I find fascinating, funny, and inspirational. Things that I hope will certainly make you go woo, too. Hello, everyone. Oh, my gosh, I've missed you. And I apologize. I have been a little quiet this month. And so I thought I would make it up to you and kind of do a double episode today. Some current things that are happening, as well as some energy tips for the holidays, kind of a housekeeping episode, if you will. So where have I been? (laughs) Well, I have to say my absence wasn't so much intentional as maybe accidental avoidance. (laughs) It was a combination of things, truly. I was away for the entire month of October. Some dear girlfriends and I had planned a trip to Hawaii in January of 2021, and it was canceled due to COVID and restrictions. And so we rescheduled it for this past October. We laughed and ate our way of really across the entire island of Kauai. (laughs) And it was a very healing time for me and so needed for all of us. In um, August of 2020, my entire life was really turned upside down. And I've been doing a lot of inner work to regain the pieces of myself that I lost. And so I'm beyond grateful to have this family place in Kauai where I can go and recharge once or twice a year. It's just been really integral to my healing. All that being said, and despite all the amazing fun that we had, I I really spent the entire month of September preparing for October. <laughs> and when I landed back home at the beginning of November, I already felt really behind. Um, I didn't have as much prepared as I thought I had. And I'm trying to stay positive and grateful, and I'm working through all these sorts of feelings of inadequacy and even letting you all down by not showing up here more. I'm a recovering people pleaser, and so I'm trying to learn to take the time I need to recover between mediumship sessions, astrology sessions, add in the holidays, and even an eclipse, and all of this is very new to me. Speaking of lunar eclipses, did you all feel that wackadoo energy around the 18th and 19th of November, like really the whole middle week of the month? I want to pause here and spend a few minutes talking about this energy of November and why this particular lunar eclipse was so significant. Part of me really avoided recording an energy episode for November even though I posted online that I had. And thank you to all of those of you who reached out and called me out on that because it was true. I really did avoid it. I felt like November was going to be this heavy month and I was coming off of vacation in paradise and I just really wasn't ready to discuss reality. And it really has been a heavy month. I've talked to so many of you and we've shared our our laughs around this idea that it felt like we were walking across a room 
holding it would be like a bowl of water but it's like a bowl of all of our emotions and we're trying so hard not to just spill them everywhere while the bowl sloshes back and forth right it's this feeling of being happy one day and sad the next and excited and then disappointed and it's just been a lot it's been really really intense for me we've kind of entered this new eclipse season. So I'm going to break this down for you because it gets a little complicated, but it also really underlines what's going on right now. An eclipse season begins every 173 days and it lasts between 31 and 37 days. Now this happens when the moon is lined up perfectly to intersect the ecliptic path of the sun. A lunar eclipse can only occur at a full moon when the earth is between the moon and the sun. And a solar eclipse can only occur at a new moon when the moon is between the earth and the sun. Now in astrology, an eclipse represents sort of this quantum leap or this jump forward in our consciousness. And I know, I know, that sounds really woo-woo. I get it. But stick with me here. Beginning on June 5th of 2020, this eclipse cycle, right? So this is the longer version. It began with our Gemini Sagittarius access. And this illuminated topics, this is globally. This isn't just individually. This is globally relating to information, philosophy, community, and expansion. Now we've had six eclipses total in this series, and their previous dates include June 5th of 2020, November 30th of 2020, December 14th of 2020. Then we went into May 26th of 21, June 10th of 21, and our final of this series, which is going to occur on December 4th as a solar eclipse. Now, Take a minute here and look back. How did these themes of information and philosophy and community and expansion appear and transform in your own life? What have you learned? We've had collectively so much emphasis on digital communication, right? This philosophy around healthcare and freedom of choices. We've had global shipping and travel restrictions and even expansion around the idea of what it means to hold a career now. The solar eclipse on December 4th, right? This is the final eclipse in this series is going to be all about integrating all of these things and all of this wisdom into your life that's occurred during this cycle. The idea ideal situation is that this is going to shift you ever so slightly on your own personal evolution, right? We're all here to learn after all, as much as I really wished we were here just for cozy blankets and chocolate chip cookies. No, we're here to do the tough stuff too. (laughs) So as November started, the energy between these good days and these difficult days, right? It seemed to bounce back and forth, up and down, a little bit like we were swinging for the fences add in holiday tension and this pandemic that won't seem to end. And honestly, when the eclipse showed up, I kind of wondered if we'd even feel it. However, in talking with so many of you, 
friends and family and listeners, I've been really surprised at how many people did feel it. And what do I mean? Well, people felt heavy, frustrated, triggered, sad, but then at the same time, they even felt manic and excited and inspired and joyful, right? It was extremes. And you could feel literally all of these things in the same day. (laughs) So November 19th lunar eclipse was this major event. Okay, so part of it was being a moon or a lunar event. It's associated with our emotions. So it's likely that during this eclipse, you began to look at your life and your life story from a different point of view. But perhaps more importantly, however, is that this lunar eclipse marks the beginning of a brand new eclipse cycle. So from now through October of 2023, that's right, October 2023, there will be seven eclipses across the Taurus-Scorpio axis. I almost said Sagittarius. (laughs) Seven eclipses across the Taurus-Scorpio axis. Now, this is what's collectively referred to as a series, not to be confused with the season, right? So the series is what's going to happen over 18 months with Taurus and Scorpio. And the season is the short burst, which lasts um, about... 30 days, and it happens every two to three times a year. Now, because this Taurus Scorpio season and series is just getting started, I want you to pay attention to events that took place in your life mid-November. What types of situations did you encounter? Did you feel energized during the eclipse with ideas and energy Did you feel tested by boundaries and issues that you thought you had already dealt with? Did you suddenly have a family member in the hospital? Or how about a change in a relationship status? Eclipses don't create new circumstances. They just accelerate the plot lines of already existing storylines. And lunar eclipses bring up the themes around releasing and letting go and clearing of our energy. This can feel really exciting, painful, and even confusing. But the important part is that this energy can help us fast track our spiritual path. I have to tell you, there is a small black and white snoring dog in my office. So if you hear a subtle background noise, this is Mr. Woodsley and he's having his afternoon nap. (laughs) Okay, so I don't want you to be scared of eclipse season. You know, these celestial things, they're going to happen no matter what. They're inevitable, right? We experience anywhere from four to seven eclipses every single year. But they actually help us to access our destiny, right? Eclipses want us to live our best life. So if anything is not in alignment for that, be it professionally, romantically, emotionally, whatever it is, the eclipse is going to ignite a major change to make room for better opportunities. See, eclipses are our friends, right? (laughs) Well, yes and no. It's so hard. Growth is never fun and it can be challenging, And what is this unique blend of all this energy going to mean for you personally? And how do you know if you're going to be impacted? Well, first of all, let me just tell you, yes, you will be impacted. 
everyone is going to be impacted because everyone has every single astrological sign somewhere in their birth chart. So even if your big three, right, your sun, your moon, and your rising sign aren't in Taurus or Scorpio, the zodiac signs still show up somewhere in your chart. So my suggestion is to have your chart created, and I can do that. There's lots of people online and all sorts of astrologers that can help you with that. But once you have that, you can then locate these energetic areas within your own life. Of course, if you do have planets in Taurus and Scorpio, this next eclipse series will pack an extra punch. And if your north and south nodes are in Taurus and Scorpio, you'll be beginning your nodal opposition or nodal return. And these are really powerful periods that help you align with your destiny and happen about every nine years. So you can always look back to where you were nine years ago and kind of see some of those challenges that may be resurfacing. Now, since this Taurus Scorpio eclipse series is just beginning, I really, really recommend dedicating a journal specifically to your cosmic growth over these next two years. Be sure to include kind of your future hopes and dreams and wishes because it's likely that they're going to come to fruition by October of 2023. That being said, manifesting during an eclipse is not ideal. Like you don't want to sit down on the day of the eclipse and write huge huge ideas and put big energy out there because it's already a little chaotic. That being said, it's really not an ideal time for charging your crystals either. The energy during an eclipse can just be a little bit chaotic and unpredictable, right? It's like that sloshing bowl of water. Anything goes. So harnessing any of that energy, right? Storing it into your crystals isn't a great idea. All of this brings us to the second portion of today's episode about literal housekeeping. With so many of us having visitors in our homes or interacting with friends and family that can be triggering or difficult, it's important for us, and especially during this eclipse season, to stay grounded and practice self-care. Our homes really are meant to be our sanctuaries. And there is nothing Taurus energy loves more, and I can vouch for this, (laughs) than to create calm and comfortable surroundings. But then before you know it, suddenly you've got an uncle in your living room talking to you about vaccines and your mom's commenting on your vegan pie. And you've got a moody teenager with a cloud of gloom, you know, for being forced to interact with family sitting on your sofa. The energy in your home or around you is suddenly, I don't know, let's just call it what it is, yucky, (laughs) right? And wearing your crystals, either in jewelry or carrying them in your pockets or stuffing them in your bra, can be a great way to help protect yourself. But what happens when that yuck kind of lingers? One of my favorite clearing techniques is smoke cleansing. Now, this isn't to be confused with Native American or First Nation spiritual traditions of smudging. Smoke cleansing is specifically defined as spiritual house cleaning, where smudging is the burning of herbs for emotional, psychic, and spiritual healing. 
Smoke cleansing is really all about the smoke and allowing it to attach itself to damaging energy and enable it to move and transform either out of the space altogether or into a favorable and more pleasant energy. Now, generally, smoke cleansing is used day to day sort of to restore physical, mental and emotional balance, right? It's to screen against damaging energies, to clean yourself, clean your magical tools, and kind of repair your sacred space. For me personally, before and after I have company, I like to burn Palo Santo wood. It's called, you know, holy wood in Spanish, and I love the scent. It's sort of this sweet, earthy smell. I light it. I allow it to kind of burn out and get to a point where it's hot enough to create the smoke. And I walk around my home. I generally do it in a clockwise manner. And I feather that smoke into corners, along doors and windows, and any area where I feel like there's a lingering, stagnant or residual energy, right? Is this the place someone just stood in my kitchen and talked to me about things I didn't want to talk about? <laughs> Whatever it is, this is a part of you having to be aware of what's going on in your home. So as I'm walking around and, and energetically moving the smoke into spaces, you also really want to be aware of the emotions. I'm trying to be really aware of the emotions that I carry as I'm going around. This is so important. You don't want to walk around in your house kind of stomping and arguing in your mind with the people that were there, right? You want to engage with the emotions that you want your home to embody. So this would be peace, joy, gratitude, and especially happiness. Remember to do this in all of the communal places you share in your home, but in your bedroom as well. Um, I know for me, I can take some of these energies and emotions to bed with me. And it's really important that as I'm processing them through my dream landscape, I can release them, but also I need to release them from the space in general as well. The same way we wash our sheets to get rid of things, you need to wash the space and the energy and the air around you as well. Some places will need more than one round of smoke cleansing. So it's really important for you to practice feeling into the energy of your home and into your room so that you notice when it changes. If you can open a window to allow sort of this energy and the smoke to exit and leave. I, that's a lovely idea, but I also recognize that it's winter here in the Northern Hemisphere and many of us are expecting cold temperatures this week. So something you can do instead is to even play or ring a bell to help release some of that stagnant energy. I like to put on some feel-good music and sing along. The very vibrations of our voices carry healing properties. So sort of steeping that energy in our own homes is so important. Now, if you have allergies or difficulties with smoke, I, I want to give you options there as well. Burning candles, diffusing oils, or even creating a room spray are all really great options. I do still recommend using something with either sage, white sage, palo santo. Those are kind of the heavy hitters when it comes to moving space and energy. 
but it's fun to also add in some holiday and seasonal scents. Um, peppermint, which is so prevalent here at the holidays, is it's got some fun magical properties that include luck and inspiration and protection and prosperity. Clove, Spanish negativity, promote love and money. Cinnamon's properties include luck, success, energy, happiness, positivity, money, psychic boost, healing, protection, love magic, and even communicating with spirit. It's so vitally important that during the holidays and during this eclipse season, we pay attention to our internal landscape and create the safe havens and pockets of positive energy that we need so that we can manage all of the lessons and blessings that are coming our way. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving week, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.